Welcome to The Value Script, the podcast where we bring value every episode for the everyday person. Uh, we are your hosts, Lonnie and Meredith, coming at you live. <laughs> you remembered it. Here we are. <laughs> there we go. It's been a minute, huh? Yeah. It's <laughs> feeling a little rusty. Got some cobwebs. So. Well, we have a new dynamic in our family, in our home. Meredith was really looking forward to this year, last year. She was looking forward to this year. As we were finally going to have all of our children in school. And she would not have to have them all home. And she was looking forward to the freedom that would bring, the um, opportunities she had to work on her own projects. And then we threw in the towel on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we decided to homeschool three of our kids. Um our 12-year-old, 11-year-old, and 8-year-old. And um, so it started out, um, we were trying to find a different school because our kids' school dynamic wasn't so fabulous. Um, and so since we have such a ride, a wide variety of ages, getting everyone into the same school proved to be very difficult. Well, and one thing that I didn't think would be as much of a factor but was probably one of the bigger factors is the growth that we've had in the area and all the people that have moved in, all the homes, everybody needs to send their kids to a school. And so all of the schools in around us and in the districts have waiting lists Mm -hmm. for, for certain age groups. You know, the older age groups are more open. The the younger age groups, we've been on a waiting list for a year at one school and we still, you know, our older two kids got in, but the, wouldn't that put your the, kids behind? The other two did not. So, so within your school boundaries, you they have to let you in. Like if if you're in this oh, certain school district, gotcha. you don't have you know. Okay. The school is obligated to allow your kids to go to school there, but the school boundaries that we live within, we didn't want to send our kids to that school. Gotcha. So we were on the wait list at five different schools just trying to get everyone into the same place and it just didn't line up. Some kids would get in in one place and others would be on the wait list. So, um, yeah, it just wasn't possible to, for me to drive everyone to different locations and get to the, get everybody to school on time. So that was kind of madness. So then we were like, Hey, what do we do? Well, our two oldest daughters, they did online school. And at first I was like, okay, I want to do that. Cause that's easy. You know, the program's laid out. I know, I know it, it's familiar. And, um, I thought that's what we might do. But, um, as I did research and talked to friends and family members, like I started having this idea in my mind that I needed to homeschool my kids. Did that make you nervous? <laughs> so nervous. Really? So nervous. My biggest thing was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't want them to get behind. I don't know. Like, I want something laid out for me so that mm-hmm. I know that they are where they need to be and that I'm capable of teaching them and <laughs> giving them all the instruction that they need. Um, so that was really stressful and really hard. I have family members and friends that um, do the good and the beautiful, which is a a homeschooling program that really is phenomenal. And so as I looked into that and I talked to a really good friend of mine, she encouraged me and helped me know that it's a fantastic program. And she's like, you can do this. Don't be scared. So I I had some friends that did homeschooling, but I never really understood it. So do they just 
send you the curriculum and it's like online in a sense, but at home, right? So, so with the, the program that we're doing, it's not online. They send you like the material that you need for each, each subject. Uh-huh. And so you really with homeschooling, it is very loose. I would say like, as in you can choose curriculum, like you, if you want to do your math curriculum with this company and you want to do science with this and you can really kind of customize it and do whatever you want. Um, it's almost like college was, for high school. Yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of terrified of that. I was like, I don't want to just be all over the place. I want some guidance and structure. And, and so the good and the beautiful has provided that. What do you want to describe the program a little more? So what I love about it and, and we're just barely, we're just barely in, we're only a couple Mm -hmm. months in, but what I've loved so far is like simple things like in a math problem, it'll say like, Tommy wanted to earn money for a bike that he really wanted. And it costs this, this much money. So he had to work really hard doing this job and that job and he earned this much. So how much is left for him to be able to get, you know, what's the amount that he needs mm-hmm. to be able to earn his bike? Like little things like that where yeah. it's just like. Constructive social cues. Right. Yeah. right. Than- so it's almost teaching the kid too, like, hey, he earned this by working all this. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Or like with um, with the language arts, like they'll teach facts about different countries in the middle of what they're reading or just, I don't know, little things. It's very patriotic. It's um, very much Christian-centered based nice. on God and faith. And the history is like real American history, like real history. Yeah, the actual um, history. Actual history. Okay. And um, the the way our country was founded and how God was a part of that, I love that. So anyway, I don't know. I've just been really happy so far. So they don't hold seen. back any information, like they like. Yeah, yeah. It's actually all there. The the program yeah. seems to me to be really developed around creating character and creating a person rather than just educating somebody to be able to pass a test. Pass a test. You know, to be okay. able to pass a competency. You do. All, all the kids are tested. They do take a placement test to help determine which reading program you need to get into and where they are okay. in other subjects. So that you, yeah. so then you can take that information and say, okay, we're going to do Saxon math. And, you know, these are the grade levels that you know each child is going to study in. And it helps set the reading curriculum based on how well they can read and their comprehension. And um, that also, you know, that also determines the other subjects, history, science, and um, history, science, we're doing math. History, reading, science, reading, writing, arithmetic, math, <laughs> the three R's. <laughs> we do art, geography. Oh, right. um, oh, and I'm having my kids do handwriting because I want them to learn how to nice. write in cursive. I feel like that is a dying art. That is a dying art. You know, be able nobody's to ever doing it anymore. Write nicely. Yeah, we're gonna lose our written language. I know. Yeah, doesn't usually work out well for societies when that happens. You know, one thing that was kind of different, too, is we started homeschooling our 12 and 11-year-old. And then um, partway through the school year, our 8-year-old, we realized, was falling behind in reading. We already knew she was a little bit behind, but um, she was falling behind, and the school decided to pull her out of music and Spanish so that she could have a supplemental reading group and have a little extra help. Well, she was like devastated because she loves, you know, music and Spanish. And that was really hard for her. Um, But 
Well, additionally, the additionally. first the first day of that program, you know, they, she they pulled her out of the things she really liked to hopefully catch her up on, in reading. And their first day, all they did was color. What? Yeah, it was like that's exactly what we said. What? Why are you not only you're punishing her, but now you're wasting her time and you're not creating a constructive environment for her to elevate herself out of where she was. And a testament to that is another kid that was in the program has been in there for three years. What? what? Right. So the catch up program isn't supposed to become, you know, the fall behind your, program, the fall behind program <laughs> and your kid's destiny. Yeah. Right. I mean, socially that takes a hit, you know, in, in your, in your own mind of where your social status is because you feel like you're one of the lesser smart kids. I didn't want to say dumb kid, but, you know, and, and then too, you know, you're missing out on the other things, you know, like music and Spanish that she enjoyed. And so that was hard for her as well. And she really started to just kind of hate school and it was hard for her to go. Yeah. She got to where, you know, every morning was, I don't feel good. Yeah. And she was just kind of sad and it, I just could tell that was not good for her. So I pulled her out. And, and at first I thought, okay, next year, next year we'll homeschool her. And I was like, why can't I just pull her out now? There's no reason why I can't. And, and so I did. And that has, I can already see an improvement in the way she reads. I was going to say within three weeks, she is a dramatically better reader. Mm -hmm. She can even read scripture now. Scripture is kind of hard to read, especially since we we use the King James version of the Bible. It's old English. It's not necessarily easy for me to read. Yeah. And she really struggled with it because as we do scripture study as a family, we typically have, you know, each kid read a few verses and then we talk about different things that are taught. And as it came to her turn to read, it was, she would almost, she wouldn't panic, but it was, um, nervous. Yeah. It caused anxiety for her because she didn't want to be the slow one of the family or not be able to read. Well, anyways, three weeks later, she can read scripture. She's doing, so She's much doing really good. That's awesome. Yeah. She's happier. So, oh, one thing I love too is doing the homeschool thing has given us the freedom to, like we do a homeschool group. And I think a lot of homeschool families do that. But our group is just, um, I don't know, I think there's five different families now that are doing it. But um, my sister-in-law and some friends of ours, her sister does it. Anyway, but great kids. There's 17 kids all together and they're divided like the older kids and the younger kids. And then um, it just works really well because then they have that social aspect. Um, and at first I thought, gosh, with so many kids, it might be mass chaos, but they're really good kids. They listen and like, it's not crazy. And it's a constructive cultural environment for them. It's socially. really good. Well, that's you what know? I was going to ask was, I remember a previous episode that we talked about school and you said one of the things that you do like about school is that it gives them the chance to adapt socially. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important to so, learn how to talk to people, yeah. you know, to exist in society to, um, you know, there's elements like learning how to deal with peer pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that if you've, don't have if you don't have peer pressure you don't have peers you know not that peer pressure is great but everybody's going to experience it and we need to be able to teach our kids how to constructively manage that yeah other than have it just be a lambasted approach of all the different social issues out there right now yeah Mm -hmm. i think i was just i was get uh gonna get to a question where it was like were you guys nervous about homeschooling in the sense of 
maybe that took it away. Yes. 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 That that was a big concern for me, especially. Mm -hmm. And that's where the benefit of having the group and the kids, you know, they, they do have social interaction. Yeah. And they, they, have a peer group and they do projects and they have to present to the group, you know, which is, that's huge. That's, you know, that offers Mm -hmm. a lot of growth and, um, and, and we kept our youngest in school. He's in kindergarten and he has a phenomenal teacher and that's really great for him. So we kept him in school and I don't know. I just think in our society right now, the way the, um, school system is, I know or I feel like there are probably a lot of parents that are worried about their school and worried about the education that mm-hmm. their kids are getting cool. or worried about the social construct that's being taught. And well, what crazy the books they're going to have to read. And, like, right. <laughs> yeah. I have another question. Oh, if you yeah. don't mind. Oh, sure. Uh, sports. I remember playing basketball and having a teammate that was homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do they still implement, implement that? Yes. Now? Yeah. So you so can. Is there a specific school though that you're only allowed to, or that not not to my knowledge. So I guess the school that we were going to was a charter school. Okay. And so they absolutely would. You know, you just I don't even know the process, but I'm assuming you go to the school and say, "Hey, I'm homeschooling my child. Is it okay if they come and play sports?" My understanding is like as long as teams aren't full, that that's fine. Okay. Um, and I know um, I have several friends that do that. Their kids yeah. go and, and play sports at yeah. the, well, and, and the schools. Thinking outside the school bubble, too, you have club sports that you can do. You know, mm-hmm. um, extracurricular things like jujitsu, boxing. You know, our kids have been doing that as well. Yeah, it's it's good. There's there's certainly ways to um, give your kids the social aspect that you want them to have if you decide to homeschool. Um, and also one thing I was really scared of is the time commitment. Yeah. I mean, obviously we have, you know, we have seven kids. We're, we're busy and you've got, you know, your business stuff and there's just a lot yeah. on our plate, but it has been so, so good. Nice. It's also been so good for me to have that one-on-one time with my kids. The one-on-one time that, that I have to work, especially with, with Paisley and her reading and all of that, it's just really, really beneficial and good it just i can tell that that lifts her spirit i think one of the main motivating factors for us doing this is we feel a huge responsibility to shape teach and raise constructive good human beings that contribute to society and um, i feel as a parent that is a responsibility that you don't want to sidestep you don't want to just allow whoever or whatever to indoctrinate your kids. And if you're not confident in the education they're receiving, the social structure that they're in, if it's not serving them and helping them to become better human beings, more capable human beings, more driven human beings, it's your job to fix that. You are the parent. Yeah. Nobody else is going to come and save your kid. Yeah. Even in, and that's one of the things we learned from some of the public school systems that we've dealt with, that they have metrics and they have ways they measure how effective they're doing as a school. And a lot of times those priorities that they have are not necessarily what's going to be best for your child. And so it's important to be involved. It's important to know what are your kids learning? What's the curriculum that your kids are going to be getting from school? You know, be involved in the parent teacher associations so that you actually have a say in what 
can and cannot be taught in, in your kids' classrooms. You know, we, there's so much right now about, there was, I can't, there was a PTA meeting where a father was reading a book and it was so sexually explicit that they made him stop reading it. And he was like, why are you making me stop reading this book? You're forcing my 12 year old to read it. And then we can discuss, you can discuss the process by which these books get on the shelves. Cause there's a Clay County employee that got paid to put this book lucky by Alice Sebold. I'm going to read things. If there's children watching, cover their ears. He began to. Need I'm going to stop you right there, sir. I'm going to stop you right there. Turn the microphone off. Turn off his microphone, please. I've told you I'm stopping you. The reason I'm stopping you is because these meetings are. If you'll hush your mouth for a minute and listen instead of just talking, you may learn something. Well, the problem is, sir, is these meetings are broadcast. But you won't let me read it here because it's too explicit for you guys. It should not be available for my 12 year old either. Yeah. And, you know, you're able, you need to be in front of that. You need to know what your kids are being exposed to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this allowed us the ability to, to do that for for the children that we're homeschooling and, and we're on top of, we're trying to be on top as top as on top of, as we can yeah. of, you know, or we have a, we have a son in high school and you know another son in kindergarten and, and um, they're doing great. Mm -hmm. Our son in high school is in a new high school this year. He didn't, he wasn't thriving in his old one and he seems much happier. He, he has less anxiety about going to school. Mm -hmm. he, he just seems to be doing better. Been, yeah, it has been good. And and for our girls, we were talking last night, just the difference in um, attitude and the way that they interact with each other, the way that they, um, I, don't, I don't know, if you, if you really pay attention to your kids and how they interact with their friends or who their friends are, they really start to become like their friend group. For better or worse, if they've got a really solid, good friend group, then fantastic. If they don't, you can see a shift. You can see where they start to gravitate. That's just, that's how it is for anybody. But there's definitely been a positive change that way with, well, our, with our kids. It's kind of like they say, if you hang around with five millionaires, you're going to be the next one. You know, if you hang around five crabs, for lack of a better term in life, um, crabs, crabs don't, one of the reasons crab pots work is because when other crabs try to escape, those crabs will grab them and pull them back down. And people do that a lot. They don't necessarily want to see others succeed where they've failed because it makes them feel worse. And so a lot of times as humans, we act like crabs. And so surrounding yourself with the type of people that you want to become, surrounding your kids with the type of people that you want them to become is vitally important because it does matter. I, you know, they, I've heard as well, if you want to see what your future looks like, look at who the five people you spend the most time with. And that's what your future is going to look like. If you don't like that, you need a different circle. <laughs> and you need to be willing to give yourself that mm -hmm. so that you can achieve what you are here to achieve in life. Sometimes it can be scary to make those changes, um, changes that you might think are necessary, but you don't know how to get there. I know that's where I was. I was like, oh my gosh, like, we need something different, but I'm terrified. Like that's a big deal um, to homeschool. Um, but I'm so grateful that we did. It's been nothing, like no negatives. It's been nothing but positive. So I, I'm thinking about it from the perspective of, 
families that are curious about more about the homeschooling. So like one of the categories would probably be pricing. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So there's this fantastic uh, program, I guess, where you can get reimbursed. Um, I think the way that I understand that it works is each school is given a certain amount of money to be able to educate the kids. And if you homeschool, you are able to have access to that money. So you have to apply for it. Um, it is, and it's really fat. It takes like, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes to fill out this stuff for each kid. So it's super quick. Um, it's called empowerment scholarship account, um, ESA. And, um, so like, I just got this email saying like for, uh, one of our daughter's quarterly the amount for her um reimbursement is one thousand seven hundred and forty one dollars so what you do is you you go you have an account and you can go in and specify like i mean you can put in all kinds of stuff like um if you're if there's a fee for your kid to play soccer you can put that in there um music lessons you can put that in there like all of the curriculum that i buy um i need to keep track of who it's for and um and then you can you can get reimbursed for it you can also so like i was kind of behind the behind the game a little bit and so i have to get reimbursed rather than just pay like my understanding is you have an account and i think they even i've heard that they have like cards I don't know anything about that, but you can pay for your stuff, your kids stuff with that. And, um, it comes out of that account. So that's fantastic. It really, as far as cost goes, that's really not an issue. If you go take, through take this advantage route. of that program, right? Nice. Right. And you can use it for like laptops and mm-hmm. other supplies as well. Right. Right. Nice. Right. Anything that your kid needs, um, for school. I've also been told that there are, um, like say office max or whatever, where you go to purchase school supplies, you can get a teacher discount, which I didn't even know that was a thing, but you can get a teacher discount because you're, so now you're a teacher. A yeah. Nice. Cause you're homeschooling your kids and put that on um, the resume. But yeah, it's <laughs> for <really>, sure. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Awesome. It's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of resources and I'm, there's way more than I'm even aware of cause we're brand new at this, but yeah. so far it's been fantastic. Nice. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Whichever platform you're on, we hope you found value in this episode today. We ask that if you did, that you do your part, that you like, subscribe, and share this content with other people that you know would benefit from hearing it. If you have any questions about homeschooling, if you have any thoughts or comments, please put them in the comments below. Um, If you want to ask the expert more (laughs) in-depth things about certain subjects or finances or However, she's putting this together and making it work. Um, Leave it in the comments and we'll get back at you. And we'll catch you next time on another excellent episode of Value Script.